God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. Probably one of the most exciting last weeks of football we've had in all nine years we've done this. Super excited to go over it with everyone. I'm your host, current champion for the next three weeks, possibly even for the next year, Andrew Gelblatt, joined by your commissioner, two-time champion, and future half-marathon runner, Andrew Seiler. Seiler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just signed up for the half-marathon this Did afternoon. You? I did. I will be running July 4th, 2020 at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. 6.30 a.m.? Why well, so early? I think it's because they want you to finish the race before it gets really hot outside. <laughs> before dark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so hopefully I'm able, A, able to finish and B, finish uh before it gets dark outside. So, so. What's your, I mean, I know this is, you know, very new. You've only had four days to think about this. Not even three days. It was since Monday. What, you know, what's your strategy going into this? What made you decide to do the half marathon over the cake? Why, you know, what, what preparation do you think will be needed for the half marathon? Especially with in Minnesota, it's, when does it even get bearable where you can go outside? Is it not going to get bearable until like May? You're going to have two months to run. Yeah, so that I'm struggling with that aspect of it, but I'm going to go back to your other questions first. One, I decided to do the half marathon instead of the cake because this is actually good for me in the long run. Eating a cake, as we've seen from previous winners, it looks miserable. So that's, <laughs> that's one. Two, Scott and I guess others seem to think you can die. Scott's going to be like, oh, no, I didn't say that. Regardless, I'm here to prove you know, the haters and the doubters wrong. You you won't die from running a half marathon. Um, what's your, you, with what's today? Today is December 5th. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, th- and I want to put this on the record. What do you think your time will be? In so the I, half marathon? I want you to give it to me before you start training. So you have no like scope of what like a time should be. Just, just as a fact the fastest guy ever just finished a full marathon in under two hours. So I, Oh, I could easily beat that. Um, no, I would say just to give myself a loose goal to run 10 minute miles for the whole race. So 130 minutes. So you think it's going to be like, you think you're going to run like two hours? Oh no, no, that's impossible. Oh no, no, it is. It is. Sorry. (laughs) I'm thinking marathon times. Yes. I'm going to say two hours and 10 minutes is my goal going into it. Wow, that's ambitious. So uh, although I guess a four hour and 20 minute marathon is not that impressive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not here to run marathons. I'm here to run half marathons. Okay. Yeah. Or, or if, if Brian Elver came up to me and said I ran a four hour and 20 minute marathon, I'd be like, that's not. I think like, if, if you tried running the New York marathon at that time, you probably wouldn't finish. They'd probably just have to, you'd probably have to get into a car. Maybe and start driving to the finish line. If you're running the marathon in four hours and 20 minutes, they're probably asking you to just pick up the cones while you're finishing your race. <laughs> okay, so Styler's the loser this year, going from two-time champion to first-time loser, a tough break, a tough season. I don't know if I feel where, you know, from a situation standpoint, so obviously you lost, but I wonder what's worse, you losing or Noah not making the playoffs? I'm going to say no and not making the playoffs because it was within his grasp. 
he has a great team. He's basically projected to score 140 points per week over the last like three to four weeks of the season. He has, and as Nate said in the group text, don't let this distract you from the fact that <laughs> Noah had Lamar Jackson and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm trying. I want to go to his team really quick. Uh, where, what's his team name again? He's Josh Jacob. Like he lost three of the last five weeks. He needs and to he win. put up decent point totals in all of those games. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's pretty brutal to lose to you with 133. He lost to Quarles with 120. Lost to Wyatt with one one fifty. <laughs> so yes, I'm going to say that this is worse for Noah. Yeah, I mean, going in, he he just needed one win, one of those four games. That one of the, so out of the last five games, he's one and four. All he needed was one win. It's embarrassing. It's a good thing he has to look forward to the Jets season after this. Yeah, exactly. Because they were gonna they're gonna win out, right? They had the game against the Bengals last week. They that they they won. Exactly. Now they're primed to make the uh, the wild card. And then, you know, in that company with Noah, and I know we're kind of bouncing around here, but we'll go to the matchups. But the other player who is a, should be a little bit worried right now is Nate. You know, started off 8-0, and then in his last five games is 1-4. Yeah, and Russell, for like weeks, was like, Nate, you're, gonna, you're not getting this bye. And, Russell, and, and Nate's like, oh, I'll get the bye, I'll get the bye. He couldn't even beat Scott. And now Russell has swooped in, stolen the bye. And this is this would be a classic Nate losing in the first round also. Yeah, I mean, and just to give you, just to, for record, Nate sent me a text earlier because I texted him saying, you know, yeah, Hooper hopefully coming back is a big move for you. And he goes, oh, man, he better. I'd rather go 0-16 than start 8-0, lose the bye, and get bounced by Corey and Wells. <laughs> It, and and his team hasn't even been that impressive over the last five weeks. I mean, he's averaging, what, like 110 points? To be honest, his team hasn't been impressive the entire season. He's just got lucky with all the matchups that he's had. He what? His t- he hasn't been that good this season. He's just gotten lucky with the matchups that he's had. Right. Had. No, no, definitely. And, of course, how we always have some kind of technical freaking difficulties. I don't understand why now my phone decided to not go on speakerphone anymore. Oh, this is like uh, Caniglio and Noah. I know. If I go like this, I'm my super. No, still sounds good. Ah, uh-huh, it's teetering. Yeah, we're back. Okay. It's, it's anytime I like touch my phone, it messes up. Anyway, I'm sure my dad will appreciate that. He loves when we have technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the matchups from last week that drove us to this crazy. You know, this crazy week that I was talking about before. So, first game, you had me against Corals, which was a must-win game for Corals. He has a strong performances by people I wasn't even expecting, right? Like, Robert Woods to have 26 points. That's a big game. That is a huge... I would have to look, but I assume that's the biggest game he's had all season. It would have been so funny if I actually... You would have been going, like, like... Like pooping yourself if I was playing Lee because I had 114.7 and he had 114.4. Oh my god! Well, I mean, I wish you did, or I wouldn't be training <laughs> for this fucking half marathon. So. <laughs> so you know, Coral gets the work done. That's only half the battle. He needs to then hope that that Noah 
loses to Brian. And Brian, and I think we declared this about three or four weeks ago, and I, I might want to go back to the tape, but we said that he was going to ruin someone's playoff hopes, that he was a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs, unfortunately, which he was actually very close. He was only one game back. Um, mm-hmm. But he was going to ruin someone's playoff chances. And unfortunately, it happened to be Noah. Even after a crazy performance by Devontae Parker, uh, Noah's running backs just didn't come up to play. And Brian, I mean, we were with my brother when the game was going on. It was like oh, yeah. the team had like five touchdowns in the first like quarter. Yes. And, and Michael mean, Thomas having his worst game of, of the season. Yeah, Michael Thomas, everyone's like, oh, he's going to break the receptions record here. And he put, and he only comes up with a 7.8 point performance. And also Tevin Coleman, we weren't really sure if he was hurt or not. He just or, wasn't playing. It was weird. It was weird because he's like one of the guys that's, that's, you know, helped San Francisco all year, but they just decided to go. As Brian kept saying, they go with the hot hand. They go with Morset. Yeah. So it was it was a little bit of a weird week, but uh, I unfortunately was rooting for chaos, and chaos ensued. And just not the chaos you wanted. It was it, yeah, I wanted like controlled chaos. It was a little out of control chaos. Yeah. And you know, talking about chaos. All right, so so Noah loses, Corals wins, Corals gets the four seed and in going into the playoffs. Yeah. Talking about chaos, you had Lee, arguably the I not even arguably, he was the twelfth ranked team in our power rankings, going against Caniglio, who was the number one ranked team in our power rankings, and Caniglio putting up fifty two points. Possibly a season low for any team in our league. I wanted to, I might double check that later, but 54, 52 points might be a, like the lowest any team has scored. Any team would have beaten him, but Lee has a very solid week, 114 points to dig him out of having to run the half marathon, or not digging him out, but at least putting him in an opportunity to not have to run. And Caniglio bumping him out of getting the bye. As Chris Berman used to say, and that's why they play the games because this shit who could possibly predict that this was going to happen i mean we all know Jameis's floor is so low but he decided to do it at the worst possible time for <laughs> caniglio the worst and as, as a famous caniglio quote guys i can't lose to lee so <laughs> and that is what he precisely and both, did and i'm pretty sure both times he said that he's lost to lee <laughs> or at least since that moment Almost any time it's Lee in a big game, he's lost to Lee. So he, he couldn't lose to Lee, but he did. Dropping oh. Lee up to 4-9. Steven back at 8-5, which secured me the bye in that matchup with Quarles. And, and, you know, me against Quarles, which was big because I lost. So I was really just banking on Lee, which was always risky. Also, I'll have everybody know that Lee texted me after this. First saying, wait, so you, that means you're in last place, right? And... Obviously, I'm in fucking last place. And then he said, does this also mean that Caniglio misses the playoffs? Pay attention. (laughs) Listen to the podcast once, Lee. I mean, we go over the scenarios. It makes me feel worse that he asked that, that I'm running this half marathon. (laughs) He's not. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's like when the guy who like isn't doing anything in class and like has failed like the midterm and like the the final project gets the highest grade on the final, and you're like, how did that even happen? Or be not even gets the highest grade, but it does better than you, and you're like, really? Like, how did that guy beat me? This is more like a meme, like when you do nothing and get a D on your on the on the group project, right? <laughs> no, when you do nothing, you get an A, right? I guess in these shapes, you got the D. You just didn't have to run the marathon. <laughs> yes. So we had Russell against Wyatt. So Russell hoping for Nate to lose, which we just talked about. I guess we haven't talked about that yet, but waiting for Russell to lose, but gets the work done. One thirty-two to eight of eighty-four. Wyatt was in a position where wasn't going to make the playoffs, couldn't come in last. So not that he didn't perform hard enough. It's fantasy football, but just didn't. It was kind of a meaningless game for him. The only thing it could have done was help Nate secure the bye, but that didn't happen. Russell put up a solid one hundred and thirty-two points, which was the uh, second highest of the week. Looking like a strong team going into the playoffs and getting the bye because if we go to the other matchup, Nate losing to Scott 199 to 91 to 99. Chris Carson getting hurt on the first play of the game. Everyone thinking that Siler is locked out, not getting not not coming in last, that Nate's going to get the bye, comes back in the game and puts a 21 point performance to bring give Scott the win. What was worse is that I think it was Brian Gelbutt that said, who said, like, oh, Chris Carson took himself out of the game so Rashad Penny could have gotten a touchdown. Why could he have not done that for the first touchdown? All he had to do was not score that first touchdown, and I'm not running. Uh, But fuck you, Nate, honestly. I'm not even mad at Scott. Good job, Scott. (laughs) put up one of the best performances that they've had all year. (laughs) And and actually, there was a stack correction going from Sunday to Monday because I thought Chris Carson needed 20-something points. And then they gave the Titans another, like, seven or eight points. And then I was like, well, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe that's why it was so close. I didn't. I thought they also needed, like, a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, Scott gets the win, doesn't have to run the half marathon or eat the cake. Nate loses his buys. Now the sixth is actually the fifth seed because while Coniglio has the most points for in the league he has the worst record of the playoff teams that isn't a division leader so he is he did win a hundred dollars though so I will he did, give yes that. congratulations to that Stephen. hopefully you got your money back so you can be a, a chump and buy back into the league next year <laughs> and then the last game we could talk about you know you needed a win you couldn't do it your team I think it's just kind of the story of the back half of your team 71 points seems about right Dane, solid performance, third highest of the week, 127 points. Or second highest? Third highest. Fourth highest, actually. Yeah, I mean, I have no comment. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So, with all that said, our playoff bracket is... Let me go to the... Playoff bracket. So, we have Russell as the one seed with a bye this week. He is then on the side of the bracket with Nate, who will go up against Corals. Nate being the five, Corals being the four. I am the two seed with a bye, and on my side of the bracket is Caniglio and Dane. So, luckily, Siler, Caniglio, and I will not have to run a half marathon with you unless I text Caniglio and ask him if I if we play in the semi. Maybe if we play in the semifinals, I'll like make another bet. I mean, I'm all for that. Do you remember as I gave you your keys? You said I've crunched all the numbers. And it's guaranteed that because, and I... Because I, I kept forgetting that Caniglio had a worse record than me. I thought they had the same record. 
Gotcha. So I thought that no matter what, either Caniglia was going to be the sixth seed, the fifth seed over Russell or Nate. Mm-hmm. But obviously that didn't happen. But if if Nate had won and Russell had, if Russell had lost, then Nate then Caniglia would have been the the fifth seed. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So if that scenario does play out, I would love you and Caniglia to have a little side, a little side bet about a half marathon. I would love it. Okay. So we figure we'll end the we'll end it by just we'll, we're going to do our bracket projections. You know what we think the finals will be, who we think is going to win, win each round, and we'll just go through it. And hopefully next week we'll just talk about what we were right or wrong, and then if we were wrong, who we think will win that matchup. But let's let's see how close we can get. So obviously Russell is going to go into the semifinals. I will go to the semifinals uh, unless you think some fluke will happen, but. The first matchup we have is the three seed against the six seed, which is Dane against Caniglio. Right now, Dane is a uh, what is he? Or sorry, Caniglio is a sixteen point favorite, and I am actually going to pick a bracket buster, which is I think Dane wins this game. Uh, is it really a bracket buster if Caniglio put up fifty points? <laughs> um. Uh, originally, I said I was going to root for Dane, but I think just the fact that you might compete with Caniglio to run a half marathon, I am going to pick Caniglio because I would love to see that happen. Okay. And then in the other matchup, we have Nate against Corals, which is surprisingly a close matchup with Nate projected to only win by two points. So truly a coin toss. And I'm, I think Corals goes on a hot streak here. And not only that, but I think that Todd Gurley wins them the game. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that today also, where obviously I still think you won the trade. But it, it can really only be determined if you won the trade based on the playoff performances of Leonard Fournette and Todd Gurley. Um, right, because like last week when we played each other, it would, I think – Fournette or girl, one of the, whichever one of them has that, like three more points than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't think so far it has impacted your records in any way. No. Uh, uh, so... Well, I think it did lead me to a win against Caniglio because Fournette got like 33 points or something. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. But not so much Corals. It hasn't impacted their team at all. Right. No, it's a, it's a wash. Um, Deshaun Watson has to play Denver. Mm, I'm regrettably going to go with Nate's team. Wow. Okay. So we have opposite brackets. Yes. So far. So then in the next round, I would have, or you have, Russell against Nate. And I have Russell against Quarles. And I really do think, I think Quarles is going to win again and make it to the finals back to back years. Do you? Yes. Okay. And I, for the record, my prediction has both division matchups because it's Nate versus Russell and, and it's gets, you versus yeah, English. That's true. Which that I, would, true. I would love that. Uh, Why? No Yahoo representation? Yeah. I mean, the Yahoo website and the Yahoo division is most likely going to be eliminated soon enough. I mean, um, like, Russell's got some tough – he's got Mahomes against Denver. He's got Hopkins uh, – he's got Sutton against Kansas City, who's been pretty good against the pass. He's got Kelsey against Denver. 
And he's got Ingram against the Jets, who's been pretty good against the run. I'm not worried. I, I don't – actually, I will say Green Bay has a really easy schedule the entire rest of the year, aside from the Vikings Week 16. So that does not work in Nate's favor. Why – What? No, I'm just thinking because Nate has Rodgers and Jones. So you said they have an easy schedule. Oh, I'm sorry. That does work in Nate's favor. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> um, I'm still going to pick Russell, though, because I just think that his team is more talented. And uh, Nate just blew his chance by missing out on the bye. And I'm going to go with Russell. But what's the difference? In your scenario, he gets to the next round anyway. Yeah, but then Nate might have been on the other side of the bracket and he wouldn't have to go into Russell's team who probably has the best who and Russell has the best team in the entire league. What do you mean? They would have they they would have just swapped. Uh would Russell have been the five seed? Yeah. If Nate had won, Russell would be still be nine and four, which would be better than Steven. Oh, you're right. He would have Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm still going Russell. This is why I'm here. If it was just you doing a podcast, it'd be fake news all the time. You just come up with stories. So on the other side of the bracket, then you have I have myself against Dane. You have Caniglio against me. Uh, I think I beat Dane in a in a close matchup, but I think I I win, and I go back to the back back go for my back to back championship. I would. I'm going to take you against Caniglio. I don't trust. Dak or Jameis in any situation. They have so much potential, but they also have such a low floor that and I think you have a lot of guys who are less, you know, boomer bust, but they're more consistent and that will help you in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, so I mean I, I got I get Chubb against Arizona and Fournette against Oakland and Galladay against Tampa Bay and DD Westbrook against Oakland. Yeah. I mean those are all good. I don't and, know what James and Tannehill plays Houston. Okay. I still don't know what to believe on Tannehill at this point, but I think he's just, I, I like him better than Matt Ryan against San Francisco week 15. So. Yes, I do. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much in what I think Ryan Tannehill would do is, is that I just think that he has a better chance of scoring at least 10 points as opposed to Matt Ryan against San Francisco. That's fair. That is fair. Okay. So I also think, so then in my finals, I have myself against Quarles. You have rematch rematch. You have me against Russell. Russell, and I think I I think in my scenario I beat Corals. Okay, and I'm gonna pick Russell, but if I recall, Kansas City has a really hard matchup. I want to say against Chicago in Week 16. And I remember looking into this like 10 weeks ago at what Kansas City's when playoff thought, schedule when, was when gonna you be. Thought you had a chance to make the playoffs. When I thought I had a chance to not come in last place, and yeah, they, they play... play like New England, Chicago, and and Denver in the three week span of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I mean some of these players have good matchups. Like Hopkins plays Tampa Bay, but Ingram plays Cleveland, who has a pretty good run defense. Derrick Henry plays New Orleans, who has a really good run defense. Mahomes plays Chicago, um, and then on his bench, I mean, he has David Montgomery against Kansas City, which would be a good matchup. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it'll be you versus Russell to take it home, and I say Russell wins. Wow. So you think we start full circle with Russell now becoming – if Russell wins, now it's like he's on a full cycle of him waiting to be back-to-back champions. 
Well, the only person that hasn't won a championship in this is Dane. Is Dane? Yeah. Right. So we have, we have a five and six chance of us having a re- of you now now not only being the only two time champion. It's interesting that the same team seem to make the playoffs most years. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's almost <laughs> it's almost like there is some luck to fantasy football, but it's not all luck. It's almost like there's skill to fantasy football. But who are we to argue that? We're just two famous podcasters that talk about fantasy football once a week. That's all. Has the game actually started yet? Has the uh, I don't know. It's a really shitty game, so I don't know how much I'm even going to watch. I know, but I'm curious. Maybe we already missed something. Maybe someone scored a touchdown. Uh, nope. We've missed nothing. It's starting like now, though, right? Yeah. Dak is one for two for eight yards. Zeke is seven yards, and Randall Cobb is the eight yards. So, nope. Zeke just ran for another nine yards. That's Dane. So this has some implications. This game has some implications for people in our, you know, I think uh, Coral has Chicago D, right? And Allen Robinson. Oh, that's right. <laughs> They're actually starting A.J. Brown this week, so that's exciting. Ooh. There's your Tannehill. Exactly. <laughs> and Dane has Zeke, so. Ooh, wow. What happened? Didn't play Dak, I'm just saying. Oh, Kenny Glue didn't play Dak? Yeah, he's playing Jameis against Indy. Oh, that's that makes sense though. I wouldn't play Dak against Chicago either. I'm just I'm just saying. He made the mistake last week that could have won him. Well, I guess it wouldn't have won. No, it would not have won him the game. <laughs> Noah was so mad that I didn't play Kenny Galladay because it would have won me would have won me the matchup. Uh oh well. Sucks for him. Right. He was he sent me a slew of texts being like, look at my scores compared to all these other people's scores who or, you know, he sent me Wyatt's scores and said, do you see any outliers in Wyatt's scores over the past <laughs> five weeks? And if you look at Wyatt's scores, he goes, I'll, I'll show you. He goes, over the last, over the last, since week seven, sorry, since week six, Wyatt has scored 102, 90, 95, 161, 90, 90, 70, 80. <laughs> And Noah's like, do you see any outliers in that? Look, Noah, I know that you're watching other matchups, but if you want to make the playoffs, you got to win your matchup, and you didn't. Yeah. So it's it's your fault, Noah. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's for, that's it from us. Short episode. Not really much else going on in the league, but really, really, that was like one of the most fun like last weeks we've had in a long time, where every game really mattered to every person. I feel like that doesn't happen too often. And it all went down to Monday night for some things also, which made that it was, more intense. I was video chatting with my brother. We were like, oh, my God. And that was like the worst case scenario for you because you came in last. And then Dalvin Cook got hurt. And then Stefan Diggs got hurt. When they were both on the ground, Russell texted me and said, <laughs> GG, Vikings franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and Siler franchise. Yeah, it's my fantasy team. It's the Vikings franchise. It was just a bad day overall. One of my worst days so far. Well, it was snowing in New York. You had to like come get your. You had to drop the keys off to me at school. It was a long day for you. It was a long day, ending with me having to run thirteen point one miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it for us, folks. I fortunately get to enjoy a Sunday for once of football without any pressure. But excited to see what happens. Good luck to all the teams left in the playoffs. And just a reminder to anyone who's listening. Uh, which I think are the people who probably don't need this message. But just to let you guys know, just remember you can't pick up any players if you're out of the playoffs. It's a, until we – and I don't know why we don't – like now that you've lost, are you 
going to start voting pro of doing a loser's bracket next year so that you have no, no, because I mean, for me to lose, it took a lot of bad luck, like historically bad luck. The odds of it happening again are almost zero. Oh my god! Can someone can someone grab a clip of that so that next year when Siler loses, when my whole team goes down and I end up coming in last place again, (laughs) I'll probably eat the cake next time. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're gonna be a marathon runner after this. Uh, I asked Elberg for some advice, so we'll see what what he tells me. (laughs) Let me know what he thinks about your two hour and ten minute half marathon. Okay, he'll be like, "That's it." That's what. Yeah, I'll let. All right, guys. Enjoy the weekend and have fun watching the games. Oh, thank you.